With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another weekend edition of the Ten Thousand Layups podcast. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, the people spoke last week. They like they like the weekend pods. Apparently, um, and that's great because I literally could not record any night this week. So, thank you, people, for bailing me out of of my uh, commitments. <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, crunching the numbers, and I said, "Hey, you know what? This uh, with this weekend pod, which actually makes a lot of sense, because if you're like trying to find just like relevant news." like throughout there the are week. no weekend pods i will say it's, and that's kind of like i'll go on like some of my longer runs and walks on the weekends mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if i'm if it's a sunday it's crazy how it works that but it's like three like every podcast is already three days late yeah and it's like well it's like nba news from friday it's like well things kind of changed in the last news two happens days, so. fast that's what they say right so news happens fast um yeah, so we were recording this on a Saturday morning. Um, Wolves coming off an absolutely huge win last night. Totally. 116-95 against the Mavericks. Of course, they lost to Maverick, the Mavericks on Monday earlier in the week. Um, Luka Doncic, 24 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Solid game from him. Nobody else really played that well for Dallas. Now on the Wolves yep. side, um, seven players in double figures. Uh, Towns leading the way with 20 points, 9 rebounds. Yep. Um, McLaughlin with a huge night off the bench, 16 points, five rebounds. Um, I mean, we can go, we like, there's a bunch of things we can talk about. Um, I guess like for this game specifically, I was thinking about this yesterday. Um, and we don't know who the wolves are going to play in the first round of the playoffs yet. We'll go through the standings later. Like right now they would play the Clippers. And if they won, they'd, they'd play the Grizzlies. It it seems most likely they're going to play the Grizzlies or the Warriors. Um, but um, you, you look at the Timberwolves and Mavericks, and I know the Mavericks are like they're they're playing a lot better since trading Porzingis. But like, you obviously, if you're doing a draft between the two teams, 
and you combine all the players, mm-hmm. Luca would be the number one pick. But then, like, the Wolves have at least the next three players on the board, right? Yeah, like, it's, totally. it's, yeah. it's Towns, Edwards, and Russell. And yeah, definitely. I don't know. Like, I, I've never seen a team like the Mavericks before where they are just so reliant on what Luca can do. They should not be as good as they are. Right? No, like, 100%. 100%. It's, it's very strange. Um, I don't know. I think Luke, I mean, obviously Luke is great. And I think Luca Luca's skill set makes the players around him better, but also I don't want to diminish kind of how good some of those other guys have been like the wolves might have the next three picks. Yeah. But then after that, yeah. Like if Mavs you look at like the next three or four, you know, just cause yeah. like Dorian Finney Smith has been great this year. Jalen Din- Brunson has really yeah. stepped up and he's been good since he's been traded. So it's not like there's no talent. It's just like, I think they're one of those like really deep kind of filled with role player teams. Yeah. Like um, the top tier. I get that. Yeah. yeah so I don't no, know. It's yeah. No, go ahead. That I was just going to say that like, I was just kind of thinking about that where I'm like, Oh, where most teams are built around like these two, three stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like film the pieces. It's like the Mavericks are the ultimate like build around Luca, which totally makes sense, right? Like yeah. you want a bunch of shooters off the ball that can catch and shoot and yep. defend. Bullock, and, I guess yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's um. I don't know. Just interesting. Um. Julian, you were at Wednesday's game. Yeah. Um. You know, it would have been nice to talk about it right right away on like Thursday. It just didn't work out in our schedules, and with playing a game Friday, maybe it was best to to wait. Anyways. Um. That was like the ultimate wolves were up at halftime. Mm-hmm. You were at the game. It was super duper emotional. Um, yeah. Give me some of your thoughts because that game gave me like reasons to feel optimism up about the wolves totally. in the playoffs, but it also gave me reason to be like, Oh, if we get swept in the first round, like this is why. Um, totally. Yep. What, what were your kind of takeaways from that game? Well, I mean, the, the wolves, like, I guess we were, I was talking with Bridget about this a lot after the game and it's, it's just like, they were just did not have kind of the poise and um, like discipline that they needed to close. And the Suns did. And I think that that was the main difference. It's like the, the wolves were playing really, really well when, I mean, they looked good, um, but they just, there were just a couple of things. And before I say the bad stuff, like, the good stuff from that game, everybody on the Wolves bench like totally knows their role. Yeah. I will say. Um, and I was really, really impressed with just kind of how much the bench kept the Wolves in that game. And I don't know how much of this came across on TV, but like being there, you could tell that the starters were like really frustrated late in the game. And I think that they would have been. And I mean, it, the, it ended up being like not that close, but the the game was competitive for a long time. Yeah. Um, and the bench really kept the wolves in it, I think. So shout out to those guys. I thought Nas, not a great stat line, but he just like was really huge um, in that game. Yeah. And then also J Mac coming in and doing his thing. Beasley, like really, really kind of brought the, the right yeah. energy. Um, like so, no starter so the, above 19 points. Like, I mean, yeah. Edwards had 19 points, but he had 17 shots. Like, you had four players in double digits off the bench. And then like, we, we don't have to go into this in yeah. to deep extent, but it's like D'Angelo Russell was, he had six points. Yeah. And exactly. he was I mean, three D'Lo, for nine. Yeah. D'Lo was kind of absent that game and not, 
but he he didn't look as absent as his stats suggested. That, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like he was making good passes. He was like running the offense. He didn't feel like totally checked out. Edwards just looked tired. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's still hurt or what, but like the layups that he was missing, it's just like, man, like that's not going to happen every night. And so it's not something to be, I don't think concerned about long-term, but, but you could tell kind of when he came back in, in the fourth quarter, Edwards like really kind of was like getting himself to focus and started hitting some shots. And like, you would like to see that from him yeah. um, just cause I think he did a really good job, but eventually, but I just, the, the lack of discipline and the poise and just like the stupid fouls and the, missing defensive assignments and then fouling your guy from behind. It's it's just like these little things that where it's just like, come on, like you got beat, just let him, you know, don't foul him on top of it. Um, yeah. And like Towns's flagger was just like, Oh my God. I don't know. There's just, they just do these things. And, and especially like with the officials, I mean, I, I think Beverly's attitude in the sun's game as with the game before, I think against the Mavs kind of hurt them. Yeah. Um, I think that it's good when he gets them fired up, but when he's like taking that energy towards the officials, it really kind of exemplifies everything that's bad about the wolves. And it really gets towns. I think, and Edwards also not focused on their games. Um, I, I totally so agree I, with you. I, I thought that he needed to chill. Yeah. And like, we've talked about this many times, but Patrick Beverly's helped change the culture in Minnesota this year. It just seemed from from on TV and like, you know, better being in person, but like watching Beverly um, and he, he's been so good for the Wolves I, that I hate to criticize because it's like you kind of you you get what you get, like you're going to get the good and the totally, bad. Yep. Um, and it just feels like once and even like the Crowder thing, man, I love town stepping up up to Crowder. Like I thought that oh, was totally. fantastic. That was fine. I, I agree. And then but then like once the Wolves get that attitude and that chip on their shoulder, they just like don't know how to use that energy in a positive way yet. It doesn't seem, or maybe just not against really good teams. Like, and and that's like where the Suns fed off that energy, and yes. Booker went nuts, and Aiton went nuts, and that's exactly like, the, it. The Wolves just did the opposite. Like they shrunk. And I got a bunch of shit for this on Twitter, but I don't know if you saw this. Mm, I, I said lately. I said that I just hate the refs you suck chant. I like I hate yeah. it so much, and everybody's like, well, we got the fan police here and blah, blah, blah. And I get it. Like, I totally get it. Like the wolves atmosphere has not been like this in years. So it's like to complain Mm -hmm. about what they're cheering seems stupid. Just the fact that they're cheering is good. And I don't know how much effect it actually has in the game. I just know that like even the Mavericks game last night, like the first call that the refs, they incorrectly called it on the wolves and they, they turned it into the Mavericks. It was just like the fans were ready to burn the target center down. Yeah. And I, I I think the mentality of like everybody's out to get us can work, but it's also super dangerous because and I think you like the you start to get the Beverly that pushes Chris Paul in the back. And then I think you get the the towns that's using his elbows again. And I don't know. I just, I, I just think it's a slippery totally slope. Agree. And I think in arena, the players feed off of that. And I think if if suddenly it's like everybody's out against us, but you don't know how to use that that energy yet yes in, in, into in, in a positive way i think it can be disruptive but i mean towns i mean towns and and crowder getting double technicals because they're like jawing at each other and like having to be separated and then the crowd getting fired up like that kind of energy is great i mean jay yeah. crowder is also an instant like, you know? like never you, done that in exactly. five years like or seven want, years like you want people to step up 
it's it's like Pat Bev like grabbing the ball and like yelling at the officials and like doing all the weird little shit that he'll do. And then that gets Towns like back in his version where he's like taking it all out on the it's just like it's the relationship with the officials. Like you just can't do that. Like it's just never gonna work out for you if you I've never seen an official be like, road. Oh my god, yeah, you guys you're right. You're like totally you guys are complaining the whole time. Like, let me give you the next call. Totally. Um, I'm and not Booker's saying, like, great about this because Booker doesn't like i think booker like he doesn't yell at the officials a lot he talks to the officials a lot but he doesn't Mm -hmm. just like start screaming at them and i think you know you i think it works when players say like hey official this thing keeps happening like yeah watch for it or like why am i not getting this call like officials are willing to talk to players it's not like the 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 wolves have to just like take everything that the officials do lying down and there were a lot of really questionable calls there that was like i'm not gonna lie like they were right about a lot of it but at the same (laughs) time it's like you just got to manage that relationship yeah i i totally right like there i mean i tweeted i was like the refs you suck and then like the refs proceeded to have like 30 bad calls i know um yeah which i mean yeah it Again, like to, to complain about these little things where it's like if if you still consider the success for the season to be like you make the seventh seed and you lose in five games, like that's fine. But like you you, you I just I just worry about, about I mean, it's like, a, it like it's an example of this this reason why the wolves could be worse than we think they are should be. I mean it's it really is the poise. It's really like the I mean you as you said earlier, like the Suns feed off of this energy like they get better they play more disciplined they like play more aggressively but they don't but they kind of keep that focus inward um and also to their credit like the suns are a really freaking good team so like, good the fact yeah that the wolves managed to make this so competitive for three and a half quarters and then lost to kind of a late game run from the team that was in the finals last year. Like this is not the end of the world, you know, like the, the Wolves looked really good for most of that game. Um, they need to figure out how to not let, how to not get Aiton switched. I mean, that was like, there yeah. were like some on-court things which drive me crazy. Like they were switching Aiton every time and he was just eating them alive. Um, but I mean, not like a bad game. And it was no. really fun too. Like the, the fans were really into it. Like, I don't know. There were a lot of positives. It's just, I just really don't want the Wolves to get burned by this kind of emotional, like lack of control. It's just yeah. like, it, and, and I know Chris Finch will manage it. Um, and I think he did last night. Um, I think that they. Yeah. And that's a great, that's a great call yeah. out. Like the team had an emotional loss and they could have been like, you know what? Like, fuck everything. Like we're right. Everybody else is wrong. Um, and then, you know, they come out and they, they beat the Mavericks. I think, so two things to, to talk more about, like, that that for just a little bit. The one is, it just makes me feel like I do not want to lose in a play-in game. You need to beat the Clippers right away. Yeah. Um, and I saw Paul George was warming up um, before the game yesterday, so that's great, great. news. But um, it's just, like, I don't want to play the fucking Suns in yeah. the first round. Like, oh, with Chris yeah. Paul, like, that's no. horrible. <laughs> um, the two is, I guess, like, one part of the, the positives here are that, like, you know, apart from Towns, and I guess Russell had like that mini playoff run in Brooklyn. Um, and, and, you know, Be- like Beverly has his experience, but like the main stakeholders here, like don't really have a lot of experience in big yep. games and like they don't really know how to act. So it's similar to like, you know, a kid growing up, right? Where it's like, you don't know what you don't know. Right. And so it's like, yeah, like you were, you know, you're going to be in these emotional games and like, yeah, maybe you didn't handle it as well as you think you should have and like it didn't work out so it's like yeah. yeah next time you play like you learn how to harness that a little bit better and there's there's no shame in that like 
I, I so it's like, yeah, like the Wolves had a tough game against the Suns in the late half. And I, I get from a fan po- standpoint, it's easy to get riled up and like you want to blame the refs and you want to, you know, talk about how the Suns are cheap and blah, blah, blah. But it's like ultimately like that was kind of your fault. Like, yeah, you we, know, also, it was, it, we also like we talk a lot about the, you know, not putting too much into any individual win. Like we also yeah. can't put too much into any individual. Totally. Loss. Yep. Yep. I, I 100% agree. One more you. quick point on this. Um, Edwards's defense is really good. Yeah. Like that's another thing I noticed. Like, I, I don't know. I was, I should know this, but I feel like he wasn't really talked about as a defender at all coming into I the think, draft. Maybe even not, like a bad defender. I think it was like one of those things with like young athletic players where it's like, has the body to be a good defender. Right. Not necessarily a good defender. For right? three quarters, um, he did an awesome job on Booker. Yeah. I, I, I think that's like what intrigues me the most about uh, about Edwards is the fact that even if his offense isn't clicking, it's like he can still like, you know, that the end of that Grizzlies game a few weeks back, he was guarding John Morant down the stretch yeah. and did a really, really nice job on him. And it's like tonight or tomorrow, the, the Wolves play. We're recording this on a Saturday that they, they play the Celtics and like we're going to watch him at 6 p.m. And he's going to be guarding Jason Tatum pretty yep. much the whole game. And we're going to like yep. but the fact that he's getting these assignments goes to show like, yeah, like. The Wolves need him. So it's like, yeah, when he does score 19 points on 17 shots, it's like, well, what is he doing at the other end? Because yeah. it's something to keep an eye on. Um, right now, so again, recording this on a Saturday, the Wolves sit at 43 and 32. They are uh, seven games up on the Clippers for the eight seed. So they're they're all safe there. They're for sure going to host a play-in game at the very least. Um, and then... Um, or host two playing games, yeah. uh, I guess, at the very least. Um, and then, but they're only a half game back from the Nuggets, uh, who are 43 and 31. Of course, they have a game against the Nuggets this year. Uh, the the stretch up coming for the Wolves, there are, um, there's only seven games left, which is freaking crazy. I, like Krasinski wrote, uh, he, he tweeted that uh, it was a must win game for the Wolves. And I was like, that seems kind of dramatic. Like, a must win. Yeah. And then you look at the schedule and it's like, oh, if they want to get that that six seed, it absolutely is. Um yeah. 538 right now has the Wolves finishing 47 and 35, um, which would mean the Wolves go four and three in their next seven games. And uh the Nuggets, um they have the Nuggets going. Let me just do the quick math here. Um do 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 they have the Nuggets going, um must be what? six uh six and two in their next eight games to close out the season um one two three four five six yeah so they have the nuggets going six and two wolves going four and three in their next seven you look at the nuggets schedule and it seems uh you know compared to the wolves it's the opposite the wolves have their next four games on the road they play the celtics on sunday the raptors on wednesday the nuggets on friday which is on april uh first and that's going to be an absolutely huge game um the Rockets on the third, and then they um, close the season out with a three-game homestand against the Wizards, Spurs, and Bulls. Um, you look at that initial and you say, okay, lost to Boston, win over the Raptors. The Nuggets are going to be favored probably in that game. Um, you beat the Rockets, so you're you're two and two. You beat the Wizards, you're three and two. You beat the Spurs, you're four. The thing is that Bulls game, if the Bulls aren't sh- – fighting for anything in the standings that could be a gimme yep totally um, i think it really come honest this is stupid to say but it's like you win the games you should win and if you beat the nuggets you should be in a pretty good position yeah. um 
Julian, I was looking at the standings this morning. The fucking Spurs are two games back from the Lakers from the 10 seed. I know. And if you look at the schedules and I couldn't sleep this morning, I was up at like four. I've been doing this thing where I just like wake up at, remember I used to do this with the Timberwolves all the time when yeah. we were together. I just like wake up at like four and then I'm, yeah. I just like stay up till seven and yeah. then I went back to bed and then yeah. I wake up at like eight. It's really, it's just really annoying and stupid. Um, but the Spurs, I think this is super just uh, like awesome. Cause I hate the Lakers. I don't hate the Lakers franchise. I just like hate the way they do things. Yeah, um, yeah I gotcha. The Lakers close out the season against the uh, Pelicans, Mavericks, Jazz, Pelicans, Nuggets, Suns, Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets. Like, okay. Like, that seems hard. I mean, the Pelicans are fighting, too. Like, yeah. And the Spurs. Easy games. Spurs have the Pelicans, Rockets, Grizzlies, Blazers twice, Nuggets, Wolves, Warriors, Mavericks. They have the Warriors and Mavericks in the last two games of the season, which, again, if those, if like, there's a good chance that yeah. those games don't mean anything to either team, and mm-hmm. that so I don't know, something to watch, something to watch. Um, oh baby, right now, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, right now five thirty eight has the Spurs finishing a game back of the Lakers in the standings, but um, I don't know what the tiebreakers are. So like maybe the the Spurs are actually like three games back if the Lakers have the tiebreaker, but something to keep an eye on. Um. And then, yeah, we talked about this already, but Paul George warming up yesterday. Yeah. It's his first first time warming up pregame. I don't know what that means because, like, from now until the plan, um, I mean, the, the plan, I'm guessing, would be, like, April 12th or April 13th that week. So we're still, like, two yeah. weeks away. So I don't know. I have no idea what that means. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. The... I mean, Paul George playing would obviously make the playing game harder. Um, but he also would like, he's been out for a while. Like, he's not going to be, I don't think, like everything he can be right away. So I think when yeah. he comes back is also important. You know, like if he comes back two games before the plan, I don't know. I don't know. I, we should still I, be able to beat the Clippers. They're not very deep. Like, yeah, Paul George hasn't played since uh, Christmas. Yeah. So, um, right, exactly. yeah, but, but I, I mean, the thing, the thing is, and I think like, this is like the, the, the Grizzlies just beat the, the Nets the other day. Um, so like we keep shitting on the Grizzlies, they're 51 and 23, like shit on them Grizzlies by, I mean, like terrifying. everybody's like, oh, I'd rather play the Grizzlies than the Suns. And it's like, yeah, but we're not saying the Grizzlies suck. We're just saying like, I would I'd, rather play the Grizzlies. I'd rather play about anybody than the Suns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think you look at it and if you're the Clippers, you're probably saying like, and if you have Paul George, I think Paul George is probably like, I'll play the play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like mm-hmm. maybe he's like circling that day against Minnesota because he goes, if we could win that game and just play the Grizzlies instead of the yep. the Suns, and then you know he goes, maybe if we lose that game, you know, my my elbow flares back up, quote unquote, and I'm, <laughs> I'm out for the playoffs and whatever. There you go. Um, so, um, all right, we want to thank our good friends over at DraftKings. Uh, what a wild NCAA tournament, Saint Saint. St. Peter's in the Elite Eight, which is like super, super cool to see. So very um, cool. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, make some bets. Use the code TBPN. Make Put, put down $5 minimum. Uh, you don't have to tell them the 10,000 Lamps uh, podcast sent you because they won't know the difference. But TBPN, um, they've been a great partner to us, uh, which reminds me, I have to send in our scripts to them. Um, but uh, they, they've been my, great. Uh, so- my friend won uh, $800 yesterday. 
Wow, on DraftKings. He par on DraftKings. He parlayed um the uh St. Peter what is St. Peter's? Yeah. yeah. St. Peter's and uh Providence plus 7. Wow. For $25 and it, got 800. St. Peter's nice parlay. That's a beautiful parlay. Um the St. Peter's I think they were I don't know what the spread was last night, but I thought they were like they were like 12 and a half point underdogs. Yeah, they I'm were not, big time underdogs. I was thinking before the game and I don't we live in Minnesota where we can't legally bet on sports, but I was like, oh, I just wanted cuz like I that just seems too easy. I was like, yeah, and especially I mean, a college basketball a team. And especially a college basketball game is like 13 points is a lot of points because yeah, totally. you're, only, you're, you're playing 40 minutes and the games are like 55 to Absolutely. 50. So yeah, I, sh I should have done that. But I, I mean, I, I guess I couldn't because that's, you know, but it was in my mind. So technically I won money. Um, speaking of DraftKings, Julian, um, I'm going to go through some of the odds just for like awards yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Um, We'll just do a quick rundown and then we'll get to our uh, three star sports card card corner. Um, right now, Timberwolves are at uh, basically they are at uh, 110 to one odds to win the finals, um, which this is always a really funny time of it's year nice because <laughs> because at the beginning of the season, the Wolves would have been like 35 to one or yeah. 40 to one or I don't I don't even know what they were. But like, even though it's a successful season for the Wolves, like basically things become clear as the season totally. goes on. Yep. So your odds actually get worse, um, which is always like interesting. Even though your team um, gets better. Totally. Even, yep. even though your team gets better. Yeah. Suns, um, they're plus two ninety. nets are plus four fifty. Uh, I, I like the bucks. They're plus six fifty. I think that's a yeah. good bet. Warriors plus six fifty. Boston sneaky plus, plus or they have 10 to one odds. 76ers 10 to one Miami heat 11 to one, which we'd be remiss not to mention the Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra. Uh, oh yeah. Um, where Spolster literally looks at Jimmy Butler and goes, "Do you want to fucking fight me?" Yeah, or something like that. And it's just like, you "Are see you going to fight me?" Yeah. yeah, you see Spolster's face, and you're like, uh, "Like, oh my Udonis god!" Dennis Haslam, like forty one year old Dennis Haslam, like just yelling at Jimmy. It's Jimmy is just. I I guess does, like that happens everywhere. I I was talking to a friend about that, and I was like, "How does that get resolved?" Like, and. I think the answer is like you just have to go out and play more games because you yeah. literally have to. Like it's not like a friend thing where you can just ignore no. the friend and let it stew. It's like, well, I just have to go see that person on the plane later. I mean, if anybody um, can handle it, it's Spolstra. You know, like I, yeah. he's got so much. I mean, I feel like Jimmy's kind of signature move is to kind of undermine the support of whoever it is, like everywhere else. And nobody's undermining Spolstra in that building. Yeah. Nobody's I, undermining Udonis Haslam in that building. So it's just kind of like he's just not gonna win this fight, Jimmy. Yeah. Like, totally i agree yeah. um clippers are 50 to 1 odds so they have like better than half of the wolves odds which i guess is just like maybe if george and Kawhi come back that's kind of weird uh yeah, to win yeah. the to win i agree that seems silly uh to win the conference wolves 55 to 1 odds um and then if we go to overall awards mvp um Embiid is the favorite minus 160 and then you have Jokic is plus 135 Giannis mm -hmm. is 8 to 1 Luca thirty to one, Devin Booker thirty one, Towns is on the list hundred to one. Um, so I don't know. Don't don't bet on him because he's, like, he's not. He's those not. like hundred to one MVP ones are so funny because it's like the MVP is so predictable. Like there's no like upset MVPs. Like it's gonna be no. one of the top two guys. Yeah, like that's a stupid bet. You know, exactly. I, like yeah, it's hundred to one, but it's just like it's got a zero percent chance. Especially, I think the NBA just released yesterday like the top four 
final like right now yeah. if the finalist and it was yeah it was like in B there's just no world it was in B Jokic Giannis and Luca yeah. <laughs> and it's like well why would you even bet on these guys like they can't even vote for him it's gotta um, be a bead right I I would think so I, I mean I think what Jokic has done this year has been pretty remarkable no, too but I think enough I that's the thing I think like this stretch it, it it's worked out well for the Wolves where uh they've been able to be like oh yeah like we can stay we, we're staying in this number six race um, but the, the, the nuggets, records are pretty similar between they, the nuggets and the Sixers that, yeah, that's, that's fair. Um, the nuggets are 43 and 31 and the Sixers are 46 and 27. Um, and, and that's where the bucks are too. Um, I guess overall, it's just cool to see town's name on this list. Cause it's in totally. Jokic, oh, yeah. Giannis, Luca, Mer- Ja, Devin Booker, DeRozan, Durant, Tatum, uh, who we'll get into shortly, Steph Curry, LeBron, Mitchell, James Harden, Chris Paul. Jimmy Butler, um, rookie of the year, Evan Mobley. Um, he's minus 1000. He's going to win Kate Cunningham yeah. making a strong push, but it seems like it's he going to so be so good. Yeah, he really is. Um, uh, most improved player, John Morant's minus 800, which he went from like, yeah, seems like a really good player and a multiple all-star to like, Oh, this is a guy who's going to be one of the top five. To seven. Day, yeah. 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 For the next Darius Garland up, uh, he's plus, uh, six fifty. I think Garland should win. That's just me. Yeah, I, I think you can make an. I mean, obviously, you can make an argument for it's it. It's like I don't list. know, Jaw. Like, eh, I don't. I can. I don't. I don't want to go down this road. It's a. <laughs> it's, it's a really I, hard conversation. Jaw was like really good last year too. You know, I just feel like the. I feel like maybe Garland's improvement has been more dramatic, but also Jaw is has improved from a tier to a tier, which is like harder to do. I would listen to. Um, like, we won't get super into the weeds here. I totally agree with you. Listen to the Zach Lowe David Thorpe podcast. Oh yeah, I was we were, like. I they recorded this week. That. I got to, I got to finish. That. Yeah, yeah. They do a nice job of like basically being like, there's really no wrong answer. And they break mm-hmm. down like their top 10. And it's basically about, it's basically about how the awards kind of fucked because everybody yeah. has like these different, um, you know, kind of uh, scenarios, a uh, coach totally. of the year, Monty Williams, minus 2000. He's going to win Chris Finch, uh, 80 to one odds, which seemed weird. It seems like he should be better, but, yeah. um, eh, whatever. Six man of the year, uh, hero's going to win that. Um, no, uh, member of the wolves on that list kevin love um he's he's 50 to one odds and then defensive player of the year uh bam is a plus 150 go bear is plus 180 michael bridges is plus 550 Giannis plus 650 um and then kind of the same old guys on the list um evan mobley on the list he's 100 to one odds which everyone's forgotten about bam yeah i feel like he was just like hurt for so much of this year but yeah, man he's been good i i agree I agree. Um, okay, Julian, let's get to our 10,000 Lifes podcast. That's what this is. Let's get to our three-star sports card, Card Corner. We love them. If you are uh, looking at sports cards, whether it's for you or your kids, uh, uh, go to Bloomington, go to Little Canada, go to their website. They will always help you out. Um, open from 10 to 6 during the weekdays, and then I think on Saturday, 10 to 6, and on Sundays, 12 to 4. Um, Twelve to f- on, on Sundays, I think the Little Canada one is um, close, but check out their website. I might be wrong. Um, but yeah, go check them out. There's like tons of new uh, products coming out um, and they have like everything you need. And I know like card prices are expensive, but like they'll, they'll I think they'll help you if you're trying to find something on a budget um, or whatever, like they'll try to like kind of steer you in the right direction of like, you know, where you can get the most bang for your buck. Um, one player we talked about earlier, um, kind of throughout the whole playoffs we've been doing or the kind of the road to the playoffs we've been looking at teams that we think might be able to make a run and where you can, you know, if you want to invest in a player, 
um, and see and, and get money back. Or if you want to buy a player right now that you think will blow up and you want to get in before the prices skyrocket. Um, I was thinking about the Celtics and it yeah. just seems obvious to focus on Tatum. Um, Cause I think it's, you, we can be cute and talk about like, well, let's talk about, you know, I think Jalen Brown's obviously really good too, but it's like, or Robert Williams and all these guys, but it's like, what we've seen from Jason Tatum, especially in the last three weeks, has been like he's gone from like similar to the jaw conversation where it's like, oh, he's a top 15 player to like, oh, shit, like he could be like a top five player. And, um, yep. you know, in the next like, you know, I think in that age bracket down from Giannis, he's like the next guy. Um, OK, so if you're thinking about like, man, I just want like a PSA 10 of one of his rookie cards. What can I afford? So some options for you. Uh I have this card. It's a 2017-18 hoops card, PSA 10. You can get it for 78 bucks. Now, the 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 positives of this is that it's cheap. And if he has a good playoffs, it's gonna go up just like all of his other cards. Yep. The bad news is it's it's pretty limited. There's three thousand and eight eight three thousand eight hundred of these PSA tens. Um basically if you have this card, it's like, yep, I, I have a PSA 10. Um 2017 optic. The last one sold for $125. Um, again, like pretty low ceilings. There's 4,500 yep. of these. Um, you can get his prism base. That's $230. So um, almost like double the price. And there's 5,600 of these out there. Mm. Um, and then, you know, after that, you kind of get into like the red, yellow, blue, which if you get his PSA 10, that's at 126, the, the optic, which is a little like it's supposed to be an SP, but it's not really an SP. Mm. Um, and then if you're like, you know what, I really want to spend a lot of money. His silver is going for like 1300 bucks. So, wow. um, but I mean, the, the good news is like you, like the, it, it seems like there's like a positive and negative from everybody sending in cards to PSA. The negative is that the pop counts and the values are driving down these prices. Sure. The, the positive is like, you probably weren't able to get a PSA 10 rookie card adjacent Tatum two years ago yeah for, and i mean there's more more people in the market period for 78 dollars, yeah and now you can um yep. so some, something to think about but um yeah um hopefully the wolves are able to shut them down on sunday uh this week julian um i'm just gonna look at the wolf schedule and we can kind of like figure out our recording schedule around them do 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 yeah dude i i mean we i was i was getting some shit for that ref comment i really was Wolf's Twitter is a weird place. People to usually be. love Kyle, but yeah, you know, people are turning. Yeah, I'm like I'm on your side. Like I'm I'm yeah. with you. Like I'm yeah. I totally. Oh, no, I mean, just... it, no, and I I'm to everybody. I agree with Kyle. Yeah, I don't so, think the refs you suck chance is productive. I I don't think so. I mean, it probably but, makes the refs mad, and when the refs are mad, I think they probably don't uh, they treat the wolves as well. Yeah, when have you done nice things because you're mad? Not very often. Yeah, if someone was chanting, Kyle, you suck, and then you were given an opportunity to... Do something nice, I would not. Do something nice to that person. Or even right. I wouldn't even do the right thing. That's how yeah. petty and I, I, I am. Um, I might even call a, an off an out-of-bounds call the other way. Yeah, just... Late in the game. Oops. Whoops. Oops. Sorry. Maybe you shouldn't have given me shit earlier. Um... The Wolves play the Celtics tomorrow, and then, yeah, we can record on Monday or Tuesday before Perfect. that Raptors game, and we'll have a kind of a better idea. Um, oh, I forgot to tell you, we're not getting them on this week, or maybe we are. Let me, yep, we, we're not getting them on this week. So we're getting Jordan Die on the podcast. He is nice. the guy who sits in the front row at Timberwolves games at center court. Uh, 
I, he's a buddy of mine that we, we play basketball all the time together. And um, he's going to come on the podcast because he is very much anti my stance on the, the, the refs chanting and he's at every game. So I want to, mm-hmm. I want I just want to talk to him and especially about like what he's able to see from players. He was chirping with Devin Booker and he was chirping with Deandre Ayton. And Oh um, yeah. I'm excited. That. I'm excited to get him on the pod. Um, there's a few other things I forgot to say during this podcast. I was messaging Espo um, mm-hmm. from the Suns, and we were kind of messaging about that Suns game, and we kind of brought up all the points. He just kind of said that, like, the Wolves seem scary, but you got to keep your emotions in check because that was yeah. like, the clear indicator of that game. Um, but yeah, I think as we go into the playoffs and we figure out who we're going to play, I think we're going to try to get more and more guests on, like we totally. did earlier in the season, to kind of like preview those matchups. I think the problem is right now with guests is the Wolves guests are going to say the same things we probably are right now. Yeah. Um, and then it's just kind of just like a giant Wolves echo chamber. Um, and then we could get a guest from another team, but then it kind of limits our, like how long a podcast is relevant. So um, sweet Julian. Well, thank so you so much with us for the next stuck, week. And then, and then we'll, and then, and then we'll, we'll yeah, some fresh blood. We'll switch gears. Um, okay, Julian. Well, thank you so much, sir. Uh, people listening. Thank you. Enjoy your weekend. And we will talk to you later in the week.